What is good? Welcome to the Always Gaining Podcast. In today's episode, I think we've got a real treat for you. Coming off a great Halloween weekend, we're going over body image. I discuss how our society and our culture has a huge impact on how we talk about body image. Then propose my own take on body image as an attempt to destigmatize the conversation around it. Then I go over what the literature says about body image, breaking it down into different aspects, and really understanding how we develop our own body image. I then dive into how we can apply what the literature says to our own lives and come to a place of body positivity and constructive body image, talking about my own experiences as well as the various contexts that we must consider with our own body image. There's a lot of technicality here. I say the word body image about a hundred times, but I promise it's a great one. There's a lot of depth in the podcast. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the sixth episode of the Always Gaining Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Goodwin, and after a week hiatus, it is great to be back speaking to you. And I think it's important that no matter what it is you're doing, that you need to evaluate yourself. And after some progress, after you move along in whatever new endeavor it is that you're taking on, you want to see what you do well, what you can do better, and of course, making sure that you're maintaining the focus of whatever it is you're starting. So for me and the podcast, that's exactly what I got to do this past week. And one thing I think I'm doing well is explaining complicated topics, whether it's in fitness or in life, in a way that anyone can better understand, no matter what your background is. That being said, I think I need to be more specific and creative with the topics that I cover. And covering general topics is a good good way to get my feet wet in the podcasting scene, but I think being more specific with my examples and the topics is going to help a lot more people in the long run. But nevertheless, I think the goal of always gaining physically, mentally, and emotionally is something that I'm staying on par with. So let's continue to do that. I hope everyone had an amazing Halloween. And if you've been following me on Instagram on Halloween, I did the famous 10,000 calorie challenge. And for today's episode, I don't want to cover the challenge that will get plenty of airtime for my next podcast. I'll be making an IGTV, I'll be making a blog around that. You don't want to miss either one of those, as well as the podcast that's coming. But for today, today's podcast episode does have to do with an underlying principle from the calorie challenge that I believe deserves its own episode. And that's body image. And this is another term that we've all become more aware of, especially in recent years. It's a highly connotative term for every individual either in a positive or negative way, and even more so in the fitness industry. We rarely talk about neutral body image. Usually it's either in the context of positive or negative, and that's going to be a consistent theme in the podcast today simply because the way we perceive body image has been given so much attention in popular culture and social discourse. Today I want to talk about body image and really break it down, both from a psychological perspective a social perspective, and also how we can positively and realistically frame our minds around constructive body image versus positive or negative. Because in reality, we're all a work in progress. That term has become sort of a cliche, especially in the fitness space, but it carries real weight to it. We can always have better body image. 
And all in all, yes, I think positive body image is important. But I want to challenge people today in this podcast in the future to have not just positive body image, but body positivity and a constructive body image. And I will break down why I'm making those distinctions. But for now, let's focus on the idea of positivity and challenging ourselves. Because challenging ourselves to be better affects not just ourselves. It's not just about us in life. But it affects those around us too. And that's the point of always gaining. To always gain physically, mentally, and emotionally for either ourselves or for the people around us. Now, getting into body positivity and body image, yes, at some point, I think we reach this this peak. We say, you know, if this is my physical peak, I can live with this. And hopefully, that's that's a peak that everybody reaches at some point in their minds. And as we talk about balance and harmony, choosing to challenge yourself and your body to exercise, to eat better, whatever it may be that you consider challenging that doesn't mean that you're discontent with who you are as a person. You can be happy with where you're at, but continue to challenge yourself. And that's one thing with body image, with bloggers, with even news articles. One thing that I've seen is that body image automatically defaults to, okay, disordered eating habits, bad exercise habits. It's rarely talked about in a positive light as something that we can actively work on without being absolutely obsessed with it. So let's start with what we think body image is. And when you hear body image, one of the first ideas might be loving oneself. I mean, we all want a nice positive body image, right? Or that's the goal. Body image might be about creating a body that you want to love or loving your body regardless of what it looks like or feels like right now. A body image can be equal parts superficial and unhealthy. Again, we're talking about two sides of the same coin here. You can go too far in one direction or the other. There are people who are so body positive that they become delusional about people's bodies who are obese or just not in good shape. And it's one thing to love your body. It's another thing to be delusional about what we know. Obesity is not a good thing. It's not something to aspire to. That doesn't mean you should shame yourself if you are obese, and that doesn't mean that obese people are better or worse than people that are in shape. That's not what I'm saying. But body image can go so far as to make people not realize that that is a health concern. On the other side of the coin, there are people who become so obsessed with what they eat, how much they work out. They become so obsessed with every minute little detail of being fit that they develop hyper-possessive personality disorders because they have to control every single little aspect of their lives, and it all derives from their fitness goals. So, again, two sides of the same coin. But here's what body image means to me. And while I'm talking about this, I implore you to really consider what body image means to you and how emotionally connected you are to whatever the definition of body image might be. Body image for me is about balance. And shocker, balance totally isn't something that I've talked about in previous episodes. But body image for me is a balancing act between accepting and loving your body for how it is currently and understanding that you can always become better with how you look and feel. And just general observation number one here, there's a lot of tension between people 
who think body image is just about loving your body versus people who think it's important to push and improve your body. And a goal of this episode is to explore why this tension occurs between some people, the science, my observations being in the fitness space, so many more things. So <laughs> let's get into it. Body image is truly a matter of perception. Perception defines every construct of what body image is, but let's keep it general right now. Perception comes in two parts. One self-perception, absent of the outside world, just yourself. And then perception with how the external world affects your own perception. So it's a lot of perceptions right there, but basically it's your self-perception without anything else going on. And then it's your perception based on what's going on in the outside world. And when it comes to self-perception, there are three elements there. And these are the same elements that I seek to improve this podcast. Self-perception breaks down into the mental, the physical, and the emotional. And all this seems very general, but we'll talk more in depth when we break down what the science and literature says about body image. When it comes to the outside world, that second part of perception that we were talking about, there are also two components. The psychological component of what the outside world has on you then whether or not that psychological response creates a positive or negative affirmation of what you believe about yourself, which in itself can be positive or negative. So saying all of that mouthful of perception and the world and yada, 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 it sounds complicated, so let me simplify it. We perceive ourselves first before we think of other people's opinions. That has an effect on us. Then we take into account how we think others see us. Then that has its own impact on how we see ourselves. These impacts mix and that kind of becomes our psychological belief about ourselves. That's my opinion. Here's what the literature says. There are four aspects to body image and here we go again with the aspects, but I think each one of these aspects deserves a chance for some dialogue because breaking down these aspects really helped me understand what body image is, so maybe it can help you too. The first aspect is perceptual. And I know if you're listening to this, you're like, oh my gosh, he's saying perception again, but this is the perceptual aspect of body image. And shockingly, it is closely related to that perception thing that we were talking about. The perceptual aspect of body image is how you see yourself. Let's keep it simple. We can consider the perceptual aspect of body image almost like the first step in what body image is. First you see yourself, then everything else happens. First we must perceive and become aware of something, then the process really takes place. The second aspect is affective. Affective can be a little confusing because it doesn't really give you context about what it covers. Affective has to do with feelings. Affecting, you know, with an A, your feelings. So the effective aspect of body image is how you feel about the way you look and appear. And this is what most people think of as body image, how you feel about your body in an all-encompassing manner. But as psychology and communication research teaches us, your feelings aren't necessarily your true thoughts and beliefs or your behaviors. Affective is all about your general satisfaction or lack of satisfaction about your body. Now we're going to get a little bit more specific with the third aspect, which is cognitive. Cognitive is a little better of a name than affective in context to what it covers. 
cognitive aspect of body image is the thoughts and feelings you have about your body. Thoughts is one of the really big words here. This is where we begin talking about some of the transformational aspects of body image. I call the cognitive aspect the if-then aspect. If I'm skinnier, then I'll be happy. If I'm muscular, then I'll be more attractive. If I just have abs, then girls will like me. Or if I get implants, then I'll have the body I always dreamed of. Cognitive is what we consciously choose to believe about ourselves, whether it's true or not, and not just the underlying emotional feeling that goes with it, which leads me to the fourth and final aspect of body image, which is behavioral. Behavioral body image is all about what you do in relation to how you perceive, feel, and think about your body. Perceive, feel, and think, the, the three other aspects here. This is where we really see the physical impact of body image, and this is where a lot of rhetoric takes place both in communication and in psychology. For example, eating disorders can be formed out of behavioral disillusion or dissatisfaction with your body. People, because of some level of shame, may avoid hanging out with others, dating, pursuing physical endeavors or relationships, all because of the negative associations that they have with their image of self. Some people may purge and binge on diets because of negative body image. Although much of the literature is reflective of negative body image, it applies just as much to positive body image. Negative associations can create positive body behaviors as long as those behaviors aren't embedded in a self-shaming narrative. Positive perceptions, feelings, thoughts about ourselves reinforce positive behaviors, just as negativity reinforces negative habits. So a lot of the literature is around the negativity, mainly because in the context of body image and self-image, that's what needs to be researched and studied. And I know it feels like we just did a huge deep dive, but this is why I wanted to break down body image into the nitty gritty details. It's not glorious to talk about. Frankly, it can be a little bit confusing and vague, but we have to break down the ins and outs of what body image is just like you would any problem. And I'm not saying that if you're listening to this, you have a body image problem, but Body image is often talked about as a problem with people. It's often a problem that people have. With my experience with people in the fitness space, the narrative that I encounter with people that have negative body image is, I feel bad about myself. I don't like how I look or how I feel or how I perform, whatever. But I don't know what to do about it. And it's in the, I don't know what to do. Solving problems, whether they are in our social lives, our professional lives, or in our relationships with ourselves, it's it's never a clear-cut thing. It's never just a, oh, you do this, and this is what happens. And it likes to be made out that way. And a lot of people like to proclaim that they have the solutions to our problems. But when you really begin to understand human communication, human behavior, it's a lot messier than that. It's a constantly expanding gray area. And like muddy water or a foggy night, we have to take measures to make the problem as clear as possible. You have to understand the why before you take on the how. And speaking about the whys and the hows, there are many, many factors that can affect how we understand our own body image. And I want to talk about some of these factors. So let's start with age because 
a teenager that's going through puberty is going to have a different set of struggles than a mother who gained 30 pounds through a pregnancy. And even though the emotions there may be a little bit similar at times, circumstances are much different. Me as a 24-year-old healthy male is going to have different body image and perceptions than a 55-year-old man who is past the prime of what his physical nature is. So age is something important to take into context. Another one, gender, and more importantly, gender conformity. Because men are expected to act a certain way, women are expected to act a certain way, it doesn't matter what year it is, there's always a cultural norm. And where you're at geographically and culturally will affect that, and norms will always change and evolve over time, but they are always there. And we have to talk about this because so much of how we develop body image and self-perception comes from our culture, and more importantly, the norms of our culture, which affect overall behavior and perception of self. On the outside, I personally am a prototypical projection of masculinity. I'm a southern man who acts like a gentleman. I drive a loud truck. I work out, listen to country and hip-hop and rock music. I take my whiskey strong and my coffee stronger. And you better dadgum believe that I'm expected to look and appear a certain way because of where I'm from and the behaviors that I project from my personality. And if I act in contrast to the way that I'm expected to, it can inflict feelings of negative self-image even though I may be confident myself. So gender, expression, conformity, we could do a whole podcast on that. But just know that it is an important aspect, just one of many important aspects in understanding body image. Next one is mental health dispositions. And sometimes we don't like to talk about this, but it's true. There are people born with social disorders who cannot mentally change the way they perceive themselves or the world. And there's always varying degrees of mental disorders. A lot more people have them than you realize. I've never been diagnosed with a mental disorder before, but bipolar runs very strongly in my family, and I've noticed bipolar tendencies within myself. So from a self-awareness standpoint, it's something that I take into consideration when I talk about my own body image. Again, I'm talking about myself here and a lot of my experiences because when it comes to body image and a lot of the things that we talk about on this podcast, I can only speak about my truth and what my reality is. So it's important that when I'm covering these topics, these contexts, that you apply it to your own life and you ask yourself these questions the same way I've had to do. So another context of body image that I want to talk about is standards. In families, in the culture you grow up in, we talked a little bit about it with gender, but let's take for example, okay, a girl who grows up with a mom who is a bodybuilder and a personal trainer is going to have a much different relationship with body image than a girl whose mom is maybe, I don't know, a, a psychologist and she practices empathy and self-image and love for a living. So take the two contrasts between those people or... You have someone who grows up in the South, like I did, and they have a mother and a father that subsist on fried chicken and sweet tea. <laughs> That's going to be a lot different than a person who grows up in, say, Colorado, and they have parents that do couple yoga three times a week. These are extreme examples, but it helps you understand that 
every family, every culture, every subculture is going to have a different standard. And parenting or friendships, relationships, that's all going to come from the standards that are set forth by the society that you grow up in. So I'll give you all these factors, which aren't exclusive, by the way, because the way we look at a problem is always more complex than we give it credit for. People don't love or hate their bodies or have positive or negative self-image just because that's how they are. There's always something else underneath. There can be an infinite number of factors that affect body image, and it's on each of us individually to pinpoint which factors have the strongest impact on us positively or negatively. So we've talked a lot about the whys, and I said we have to talk about the whys to understand the how. So how can we have better body image? At the beginning of the podcast, I talked about having body positivity and constructive body image. And this comes first with acknowledging what kind of standard are you holding yourself to? We talked about standard as a context, but we need to apply it to the whole entire framework of what body image is. And body positivity, <laughs> that's a lofty goal, isn't it? And I promise it doesn't have to be intimidating or delusional if you're not in a place where you experience a lot of body positivity. But first, you have to ask, are you setting an expectation for yourself based on society? What other people think you need to be doing? And that's a question you need to think long and hard on. Seriously, where you're at right now, I don't care what you're doing. If this is you, if this is something you need to think about, take a piece of paper, take a sticky note or the notes in your phone or computer. I'll give you a second here. I want you to type out, am I holding myself or, or write out, am I holding myself to a standard I set based on my own self or based on what society thinks I should be doing? And it's very important that we ask this question constantly because it helps us reevaluate where our standard is at and why are we behaving the way that we are. Because what society holds us to isn't reality in general and much less so to our own unique narratives. Now, I know people in their 40s and 50s who are in the best shape and the look of their lives. These people in their 40s and 50s, they were told, okay, 20s, 30s, the best time of your life. That's what we're told. But there are constantly people who break the mold of what the standard is supposed to be. I know 18-year-olds that make three times what I do in a year and love what they're doing. There are constant contradictions to what is being pushed as normal. And we as a society need to take a stance on, okay, this whole normalcy narrative, that's good. And if that works for some people, that's great but we have to stop holding ourselves to it. Before we start any of this body positivity stuff, you have to come to an understanding. You must hold yourself to your own standard, not anyone else's. Because as long as you're pursuing the approval of someone else, you're never going to be happy. It took my first mental breakdown at the beginning of my junior year in college to figure that out. Riley and Connor, if you're listening to this, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But I was in a place in college where everything I did was for the approval and the acceptance of other people. And eventually it brought me to the lowest point mentally that I'd ever been in in my life. So next in body positivity, once you get to the point to where, okay, I'm holding myself to my standard, 
The next thing is understanding that negativity and demotivation will always be there. That's the world knocking at your door, telling you, hey, reality exists, and this is going to suck sometimes. Most people want to see you do well, but only the people who love you actually want to see you do better than they're doing. And the truth is, that's not many people in life. Most people don't want to see you do any better than they're doing, and if you're surrounding yourself in that, I'm sorry, but that's the simple truth. And you're not always going to have amazing days when you look in the mirror at yourself. I consider myself as someone who has a lot of body positivity, but there are still days when I look in the mirror and I'm not exactly excited about what I see. You have to understand that negativity isn't something you have to succumb to. It's a tool that you can use. Negativity can be a hell of a motivator. Oh man, I've been slacking. I need to get after and stop being lazy. This is using negativity to affect positive behavior, if you stop there. You cannot equate negative feelings and using negativity with your self-worth. That's where people and the disillusioned self-image and body image, where the eating disorders, where the bad social patterns, this is where it takes place, when you take that too far. Body positivity is all about self-awareness. Realize that when you're having good or bad days, positivity is always a choice in the face of whatever circumstance you're looking at. Positivity is saying, no, I'm not pleased right now with how I look or feel, but I am doing the best that I can, and I know that that will change with time. And it's not easy to come to this place, to this place of self-awareness. But that's the point of doing something for your own approval versus society. The best you can do is never going to be enough for society. I don't care if you're 24 like me or if you're 48. I don't care where you're at in your career, in your friendships, in your relationships. If you're doing it for society, it will never be good enough. But the best you can do will always be enough for your own standards. So when you start bringing yourself to your own standard, you get a lot happier on the inside. And I know that I went into standards and body positivity for a minute there for a little while, but I want to further explore this in the context of motivation because we love talking about being motivated and being positive, but what does it really mean? So I have to ask the question, who are you doing this for? If you're listening to this, you are one of three people right now. Number one, you want to work on your body image. And I commend you for this because no matter where you're at, that's, that's a good goal. Number two, you may not feel like your body image needs work, but you want to learn from this podcast. Again, I appreciate you on that. Or number three, you just love me and want to support me, which is also cool, but <laughs> I say all that, and I want to thank you for listening so far to this, but I also need you to ask yourself the question, when I think about body image, do I think about how I see myself? or how other people see me. And there is no correct answer here because both of these things are important. Both of these things hold value to us. And you may be sitting there thinking, whoa, 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 Austin, you just said that you have to pursue your own standards, not societies. And you would be right. But we all have different goals, right? We do need to have a positive body image for our own mental health, right? This is the most important goal. And loving yourself and constantly improving is the first step in many different goals in life, not just body image. You always have to pursue a positive body image for yourself before anything else. 
but you can also do it for other people. And there's nothing wrong with wanting other people to find us attractive or, or to see us as a person that loves themselves or to not be completely physically repulsed by who we are. And we have to take this out of the whole, damn, you look good, huh, mama? Want to go on a date? Or, dang, boy, you looking dummy thick. Let's get drinks type of perspective. Because it's, it's not just that. That's, it's not just body image in a sexual or in a dating type of context when it comes to other people and particularly whichever sex it is that you're interested in. It's not always about people being intimately attracted to you, men, Hey, I'm talking to you here, not ladies, because I feel like that's always a huge motivator for us when it comes to our body image. We want to look good because we want to attract a partner. We can talk about the whole primal, tribal instinct type of thing, but I'm really trying not to go there for this podcast. But we act out of insecurity to change ourselves, to change our body image. And I'm mad enough to sit behind this microphone and admit it, that's why I got into fitness in the first place. That's why I started working out and I changed my look and appearance so long ago in high school. I wanted girls to be attracted to me for a reason other than, hey, can you help me with this essay? You're smart. And while this is an aspect, body image is so much more than this. So if you're a guy listening to this and you feel like that might be why you're trying to do it, just pay attention to this next part If you're somebody who is doing it for other people, and maybe not even in that context, just please pay attention to this. There is intrinsic value in others respecting you because you respect and love yourself. When other people see that you love your body, whether or not it's socially considered attractive, you gain power and security to some degree. It's a good thing. Socially, romantically, professionally, in every context, other people aren't attracted to someone who has a negative perception of themselves, unless they themselves are also struggling with negative body image issues. And that doesn't make for a good cocktail there. So wanting to improve your body image and work on body positivity so that it affects other people's in a way that serves you, that's not superficial. And I don't want that type of discourse to be out there. It only makes you human. And that's okay, because we can be selfish. Nobody else is going to be selfish for us. But I went on that tangent there because I want to bring it back to 30,000 feet. First and foremost, your body image has to start with you, not with other people. For you to really reach a place where you can become more body positive, and I mean in the long term, not short term, where you can constructively improve your perception of self, you have to drop the external load. Only you know your struggles. Only you know your insecurities. You know what's easy for you or what's difficult. This doesn't mean that you can't rely on friends or family or a partner in a romantic sense or an accountability standpoint. All these things, these connections, these people, these resources, they're great. Use them if you have them. But you, and only you, are the one that you must be accountable to. Unless you have a family or a long-term relationship, and even then, you have to do it for yourself before you do it for them. You are the one whose standard matters. Relieve yourself of the pressure that the world puts on you, and you can move with much greater and healthier intent. Because doing things for other people's satisfaction is like moving with poison in your body. 
learn from my mistakes and learn from your own. Then going back to the conversation of doing it for other people, you have to find your anchor. Who are you doing it for? Why do you want to have better body image? If you don't have a reason you're doing it for yourself, you will not sustain it long term. As we discussed, it's okay to have external motivation. It helps a lot, and it can even be the reason you get started. That's why I got started. But if you cannot come to a place internally where you're doing it for your satisfaction, you will go right back to where you started, if not a worse place. For me, I started working out to impress other people, to gain social leverage. But in doing that, in pursuing better body image and having body positivity, I found a purpose within myself to have a positive body image and to be positive for myself because it's what I wanted to do because it made me feel good, not because of what other people thought about me. And I wish that type of mental freedom for everybody. And that's the purpose of doing this podcast. I don't care what gets you out of bed. I don't care what makes you feel better if it gets the snowball rolling down the hill. But at some point, you have to realize the outside world cannot sustain your satisfaction. That comes within. With this podcast, I hope to continue giving you steps to better yourselves mentally, physically, and emotionally. And body positivity and body image and the idea of shame and how it plays into all this. It can be really difficult to talk about. It's hard to sit behind the microphone and come from a place of vulnerability and speak about my body image and the struggles that I have with it. But that's why I'm doing this podcast. That's why I want to make this content. And if there's ever anything I can do to help you achieve that place that isn't involved with this podcast, you can find me on Instagram at Austin Trey Goodwin. If you want to start exercising again, working out, I want to help. If you're going through a slump and you don't know what to do, I want to help with that too. If you want to just shoot the breeze with me and have someone to talk with, I'm here. But listening to things about body image and positivity, reading articles, reading science, reading literature, it's all great. But until you start taking action, until you change your behavior, none of that's going to matter. You can know everything in the world, but until you start acting on it, it means nothing. And that's the point here. That's what we're trying to do. So that's why I want to help you. That's why I'm offering my help and I'm putting myself out there. So please take advantage of it. If you have to listen to this again and really audit where you're at with your body image and where you're at from a frame of body positivity. Thank you for listening to episode six of the Always Gaining podcast. If you like this podcast episode or any of the previous ones, please leave a review on iTunes or other platforms that you might be on. It helps me a ton. If you have any ideas or anything you want to hear on the next podcast, I'm always looking for suggestions. Again, my Instagram is Austin Trey Goodwin. Next week, I'll be talking about the 10,000 calorie challenge on the podcast. And this week on Instagram, I'm publishing an IGTV video about the challenge. I'm going to be doing a blog post. Really looking forward to putting that out for you guys, as well as anything else that you want to hear about. And until next week, Remember to stay always gaining.